This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. To my Canadians, happy family day. I hope you created all the memories today. I think it's President's Day in America, so there's that as well. Uh, shout out to the live chat. Shout out to just everyone that supports the show. I appreciate you guys. Um, you know the drill, bottom of the show, bottom of the show, bottom of the screen. You can see where you can support the show. Um, I'm a little discombobulated because there's so much going on. So first and foremost, I want to address something. Uh, a couple of cast members have reached out to me because apparently there's some rumor going around. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about it on this show. I'm just going to say, if you haven't heard it from me, if I haven't said this is what is happening, then it's not true. And I don't care what other people are saying. They don't know me. They don't know my life. They don't know anything about me, but what they're assuming. And so... um. All I can say, it's not true. That's it. It's not true. And if it was true, I would tell you guys. And I'm not going to address it because it's just not true. And I just I just don't get into things like that. I love the show. I'm a reporter. I'm an entertainment reporter. That's what I do. That's it. So that being said, um, I also heard some mind-blowing, mind-blowing news that I really want to blurt out now. But I'm going to save it for Friday. Uh, C. Cruz, what's up? Crystal, what's up? Hey, Patty. And Jaleesa! Dr. Jaleesa's in the house. Friday, <clears throat> I'm going to start the show off with something that is crazy, is so crazy good and juicy that I'm having a hard time just like holding my tongue right now. But I do have some tea, so I wish it was Friday already because this is like mind-blowing. However, Friday News and Gossip, we have a, a bunch of stuff to get through um that uh reliable source that's all i can say it's a reliable source there's no way around it that's it um that being said we are talking about before the 90 days season five episode 10 time is up and we'll all tell you jaleesa dr jaleesa can i just tell you right now your mind is going to be blown your mind is going to be blown because my mind is blown right now i want to know how we went from a to z that being said, also, too, this episode was so, full of so much stuff. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin between Usman, 
and Kimberly and this Ben situation. And I, I promise you guys, this Ben Mahogany, and I think she says her name totally different, but I'm going with Mahogany right now. There's something not right about it. And I am going to get to the bottom of it because I've heard some things. I've heard some things and I haven't seen the interview, but I have my own sources. So once I can find out if those things are actually true, then I'll get back to you guys. But something wasn't right with that whole meeting and the whole mahogany storyline, but we'll get there. So let's talk about Usman and Kimberly. And you guys know that I get distracted by certain things. So they're, they're waking up in the morning. The, his Louis Vuitton phone case is, you know, blinding my eyes because you already know how I feel about his whole luggage set and the whole like LV situation. Like if you want to just, if you want to live that luxury love st- lifestyle, then just live the luxury lifestyle. Do you know what I'm saying? Like don't go to the swap meet and pick up something and, and then go on national TV and act like that. That's the real deal because you know, there are people that are going to say that that's not the real deal. Anyhow, they are waking up. They're both kind of like super, bitter because you know they had the fight before the night before and you know we had to wait two weeks to find out because the super bowl and all the things um but kimberly you know kimberly's tired of the drama uh she's happy that Usman has finally officially moved into her room but you know there's there's tension there because she wants to have sex he doesn't want to have sex because that's not his woman yet he says and even though they're like potential relationship which i've never heard of you guys are grown-ass people like what it's like the promise ring thing that we've talked about in the past like potential girlfriend you're either the potential you're either the girlfriend or you're not this potential nonsense is 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 that supposed to be the talking phase i don't get it but um kimberly's not impressed you know they haven't kissed yet she's madly in love with him and she wants to be with him and and she feels like she's taking this trip not only to watch and participate and be his assistant for his music video, but also to be in a relationship with him. And so she's like not impressed, right? So she's gonna get out of the bed and get ready. Now here's the thing that caught my attention, okay? First of all, y'all in the bed with your outside clothes and you guys already know how I feel about that. Second of all, are none of y'all gonna shower and brush your teeth? Cause Usman is like wiping out the crust of his eyes and he's like, okay, let's go. Is that, is that what we do now? <laughs> Crystal said, Nikki Starr said, get to the bottom of it. She called you up directly on her show today. That's hilarious. Because you know what? I will get to the bottom of it. All of it. There's too many inconsistencies this season. And I will have to get to the bottom of all of it. And I will. But why are we not showering and brushing our teeth? Like, since when is that a thing? But y'all are going to go out and talk you know talk, talk. talking to each other's face like that stop it no wonder you haven't kissed y'all haven't kissed because y'all not brushing your teeth i need to see some hygiene going on here anyways they go out no shower no brush teeth i know i'm holding on to that because it's a whole thing i just don't get it uh they're holding hands so again when i talk about mixed signals i feel like that's a mixed signal if you're saying that she's just your friend why are you holding her hand knowing that she has more feelings for you, right? So they go, they find a place to sit. They're going to talk. She's feeling hot. He's like, well, you know, it's Africa. Africa's hot. Uh, 
Crystal says they must wake up, get ready, and then get back into the bed. I mean, I'm sure that that's what they do. I just don't like the fact that they're like, uh, okay, let's go. Let me just get the crust out of my eyes. Let me get the crust out. You know what I mean? It just... <laughs> Dr. Delisa says, I know that room smells crazy. <laughs> okay, so... They're sitting, they're talking. Kimberly basically says, hey, you know, if I didn't know that we weren't going to kiss or have sex or be intimate or all the things, you know, I wouldn't have flown halfway across the world. I'm kind of not impressed by this, you know? And then Usman gets into this whole, you know, is it right that we have sex if we're not in a relationship? Because, you know, my belief system is that I have to be in a relationship before I have sex, which I am having a hard time believing because He's the same person that talks about how his groupie women are all over him. We already know his whole situation with his ex-wife and how that all came about. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why you're acting like you're all prudish when we've all seen you loosey-goosey. Kind of doesn't make sense to me. Kind of doesn't make sense. But okay, so you want to be in a relationship, but you feel you love Kimberly in your own way. So what does that mean? Because I'm going to need you to use your words because what you're doing right now is sending her mixed signals. And you already know that isn't this 90 day. Exactly. Exactly. Isn't this 90 day. It's not 90 day friendship. It's before the 90 days. You're absolutely right. Texas Gina. So She's Kimberly's basically like, are we in a relationship? Because if I leave here and I'm not in with in one with you, then I'm done. You know, I'm not going to beg you to be with me. I'm not going to beg you to have sex anymore. I'm not going to beg you to do anything. It's like, I'm done. There's no more friendship. There's no more anything. I'm going to be done. If this, if this isn't a thing, then I'm going to have to go back to San Diego and find something that is a thing, which I think was smart of her to say and use her words because she's a grown ass woman. She's in her fifties. She's too old for him to be playing all these ridiculous games. Um, <clears throat> so he's trying to like gas her. And he's like, you know, why are you having this negative way of thinking? You know, why are you being this way? Why are you being so negative? Like, so if we don't have sex, then we're just not going to even be friends. Like what? What? I mean, you knew exactly who she was. You knew exactly that she came in as a fan, which already means that she, you know, was infatuated with you. And now she told you plenty of times. Now, do I agree with the way she's gone about everything? Absolutely not. But she is also communicating that this is what she wants and this is what she needs. And you're kind of just loosey goosey about everything. And, you know, my question to you guys in the live chat is why is he the prize all of a sudden? Why is he the prize? And since when? Someone please explain that to me because I I am at a loss of words over that. So she's also not impressed about the way she he talked to her last night or how he talked about her son because her and her son are very close. And, you know, she said the way you talked about my son was Jamal was really disrespectful and I didn't appreciate it. And at some point you're going to have to talk to him because that's my son. And he finally agrees to talk to Jamal. And what was interesting here, then all of a sudden it flips. And she's like, I want you. And then he's like, you got me. 
Now, to me, in capitals in my notes, that's games. So she's saying, I want you, I want to be with you. And he's then responding saying, you've got me, you've got me. So have you changed your mind? Have you told her something in your mind that you didn't verbalize? That's why she's confused. It's all very confusing. So <clears throat> he finally says, like he's the prize. Okay, we're having sex tonight, he says. She does this little dance. And then he says that it's going to be, and these are his words, not mine, a hard one, the African way. I was like... I'll just say this, okay? I'll say this. If, if in my humble opinion, if a man has to tell you how big he is all the time, he's not that big. If a man tells you how great he is in bed, he's not that great. That's, that's what I believe to be true. And so that's what I believe to be true. So they're going to have sex. She's excited. She's excited. She's nervous. She's doing a little jiggy jig. Um, and, you know, she says she's nervous and she's wondering if he's testing the goods before he's going to buy the product. And I was like, oh, I hate that analogy 100%. I hate everything about that analogy. It's terrible, terrible. Um but she feels she won and she's like, yay, I won. She won this argument. And I don't know if that's something to celebrate, right? If someone, if you have to force someone to be with you, or if you have to continue to have that conversation and, you know, a lot, I know a lot of you online and a lot of people on social media were really talking about, you know, if the tables were turned and if it was a man forcing a woman to have sex, we would have it be having a totally different conversation, all the things. I just don't know if that's something that you celebrate. I think that if it was just like a regular relationship, then you would want to be with that person and it wouldn't be something that you had to like bicker over. And it wouldn't be something for sure that one partner holds over your head. Like, oh, we're having sex today. Like she won a prize. Stop it. Anyhow, fast forward. It's nighttime. They're having champagne. They're calling Jamal. Um, and, you know, to Kimberly, that's a super big deal because you know, it's been really her, her son and her mom against the world. Um, but she's really happy and excited to introduce the man that she loves, Usman, to her son, Jamal. And I was watching the body language and it was the body language for me. So they're, first of all, they're setting up the cam the, the camera or whatever, the iPad. And Usman, because, you know, it's all about Usman, he didn't feel like enough of his face and body was in the frame. So then he had to switch sides. So it was mostly about him. Okay, Usman, whatever. They get on the call. And did you guys notice his arms were crossed? And you know, that's terrible body language because that's showing that you're closed off. And that's exactly how you're being introduced to her son for the first time, all closed off and like, ugh, ugh, gross. <clears throat> so they get on and he, he's like, you know, your mom's told me a lot about you and here we are. And Jamal's like, yeah, here we are. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I don't really trust you. You know, I know how men work. And Usman is like, well, you know, I really, I care for, I care about your mom. She's really loyal. 
You know, she doesn't care about all the ladies and the music videos that I do. And she knows that those aren't real relationships. Um, and, you know, she is there for me for su support and when I'm doing my music. And Jamal's like, that kind of sounds like an assistant, not like a relationship. Facts, Jamal. Those are straight facts. Then he goes on to say, Usman goes on to say that it's not about beauty, but it's about living in peace. I was like, isn't that some BS? So the woman that says she's in love with you right beside you, you're talking to her son and you're basically saying that she's not beautiful, but you can live in peace with her. What kind of nonsense is that? Jamal's not impressed either. Okay. Usman goes on to say, you know, I'm not going to hurt her. And Jamal's like, you know, your relationship doesn't sound, seem ideal, right? And, you know, if something happens, I'm the one that has to pick up the pieces. And so basically, you better not hurt my mom. Because I this little shenanigan that's going on here, I'm not impressed, but I'm going to respect my mom's wishes. And if, if she says you're the one for her, then I guess you're the one for her. But But all the things, all the things. It's not about beauty and she's loyal and she doesn't care about the other ladies. I'm sorry. You're not setting up your relationship for any type of success as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And I think that Kimberly's too grown to settle for nonsense. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, she's too grown. And you know what? She comes across as a very lovely lady that I feel like she could get and deserve so much better because this guy is acting like, hey, you know what? She literally is going to be like my assistant that is in love with me, so she'll do whatever I want. And because I'm such a narcissist, she's going to make me feel great about myself all the time. Okay. It's an hour later. They're in the room. This was like a whole, y'all, this was too much for me. She's nervous. She's sitting on the bed, again, in her outside clothes, but I won't get into that because there is so much else. He's in the bathroom like he's the prize getting ready. He's putting on a robe. He's putting on his soldier boy bling necklace. He's like pre-gaming. He's pre-gaming before he's having sex. He's pre-gaming, y'all. He puts on these red-colored glasses. He's feeling himself. I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, what is? what am I watching? Why is, why is he doing the Africans like this? Why are you doing us like this? Then he goes on to this whole thing, how it's the first time Kimberly's going to be with an African and have sex the African way. And it's a whole day affair, but he's only going to go halfway because she, he doesn't want her to wake up crazy walking in the morning. All the things that were just like, how old are you? Like, how old are you? You are too grown to be talking so ridiculously crazy right now. Like you're the prize and you throw down like that. I just find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe. And you know what? I'm going to speak frankly to you all because we're all family here. I will say this, okay? I have, you know, my family calls me Hawkeyes because I see everything. And I will tell you this. I can, per I am an expert. I'm an expert and I can give you references. I'm an expert. I can tell when someone is packing. He is not packing the way he thinks he's packing, period. 
I said it. I don't take it back. I mean, I mean it 100%. He is not packing the way he's, he's presenting that he's packing. Believe that to be true. And believe that all the rumors you hear about black men, 99% of the time, it's correct. But the way he's presenting himself, nope, nope. All right. He's getting ready. He comes out all blinged out in his robe and asks her, are you ready for me? Because he's the prize. And then he goes on. He jumps on her. There's like some hugging and kissing and some nonsense. And then he says, today I pronounce you girlfriend. We are boyfriending. You do what? You pronounce what? You, what are you doing? What what are you, what are you doing right now? You So she won a lottery. And you're pronouncing her the winner, and the win the winning thing is that she gets to be your girlfriend. You better get the out of here. You better stop with the nonsense. I I just I, uh, nope. I just, nope. Nope. Then he goes on to say, you know, Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly. Patrice Neal says, according to baby girl Lisa, Usman does not have a yammy yammy. So you're right, Linda. Listen, Patrice, I wasn't kidding. I, I have, I'm an expert in spotting these things. I, I'm an expert. If you knew any of my friends, they would tell you the same. You know, back in our club days, I would tell them not to waste time or go ahead and goodbye. Nice to see you. We'll see you next time. All the things. Okay. All the things. <laughs> It's just true. I don't know why. I just have that. I have that gift. I have the gift. <laughs> then he goes on to say, Kimberly, are you ready for the African way? And then he asks her if she's ever had sex and she, he's, she's felt it right here under her chin. Now, I could go on. I could... I'm not going to do it, but I'm just going to tell you that, that this thing that he's talking about is outrageous. It's outrageous. He's being outrageous right now. And I am just not, I'm not here for him. Then he tells her that she's loyal, supportive, patient. Okay. And now that they're boyfriend and girlfriend, she's the real queen. And from this point forward, he's going to be calling her Queen Kimberly. So we had B baby girl Lisa. So we went from baby girl to queen now. So she's Queen Kimberly. Okay. They get into a little cocoon under the blankets, and I'm assuming that it's about to be on. That's where they leave them for this episode. There's a lot going on, y'all. There's a lot going on. I cannot. I cannot. Dasha says your superpower. It is a superpower. Okay, on to Hamza in Memphis. Okay, and you guys, I know a lot of you guys have been asking me about the rumor that's going on with uh, Memphis and Hamza and all the things. <clears throat> I've talked about it a little bit on News and Gossip. And um, I don't have solid evidence one, one way or other. I do have some thoughts. And my thoughts are going leaning into a different direction right now. Um, but as far as having the receipts, I don't have the receipts quite yet. But 
I am working on it. And I know that we talked about it on Friday and I let you guys know um, what the bullet points are, but I'm still on that story. I haven't forgot it. So keep that all in the back of your mind as we talk about Hamza in Memphis. So Hamza's shopping with his mom <clears throat> for a wedding outfit. And he feels like him and Memphis have been through a lot in the last eight days, um, you know, with trust issues, with lying, with his age, with his job, with the prenup, all the things. Um, and he's just really upset about the prenup, right? That if they separate, that he gets nothing. But, you know, I got to tell you, she's not wrong, right? Like, I don't know how you guys feel about prenups, but... I keep saying, what is he, what is he bringing to the table right now? Yes, he's a good looking guy, but he doesn't have a job. He doesn't drive. He's 26 years old and lives at home. He has a certificate. So it doesn't mean he has like a four year degree, his certificate in something. And she, on the other hand, came from nothing, has a master's in nursing, is a nurse, has her own home has some kids that she raises and pays for. So like, if you're anticipating separating, which, you know, is probably something you should think about because you haven't known this person for very long. You're there for quote unquote three weeks, the first week to get to know him, the second week to plan the wedding, third week to have the wedding. Of course you should protect yourself. You're using your brain, you're using your mind because this may not work out. I don't see what the problem is. I don't know. Let's talk about this. So Patty says Memphis has no social game whatsoever. She also shows zero respect for a guy she demands to marry him. Why? Hmm. You guys let me know what you think about that because I I don't see it that way, Patty. So I'm going to let you guys talk amongst each other and then I'll, I'll tell you how I feel. And Crew says, and you can put whatever you want in a prenup, like end in 10 years or change it in five years or do whatever you want with your own. That's exactly it. I think that she is making a smart move because she's literally marrying someone that hasn't shown what their potential is. And I get he's only 26 and she's in her 30s. So she's she's done a few things. But this guy lives at home. His mom still makes his bed. His mom still makes breakfast for him. So he's literally going from one home to another and he's going to expect those things. And then if and when he comes to America, he's not going to be able to work for the first few years. So she's going to have to support him. And what is he going to do? It's like you're, you're getting a grown-ass child. He's never lived by himself. He doesn't work. He doesn't drive. So all of those things are things that he's going to have to accomplish in the marriage. And who's going to have to pay for those things since he won't be able to work when he's in America? Will he take care of those things before he comes to America? I just, I, I mean. I don't know. Dasha says. I have the same question to Patty. She seems very disrespectful towards him. Uh, you don't have to ask someone if they're broke. I don't necessarily think that <clears throat> she should have asked him the way she asked him. Absolutely. But 
as you guys know, I always say that there are four things that you need to talk about before you get in a serious relationship with someone. And finance is one of them. You can't marry someone and not be on the same page financially. And I'm not saying that you guys have to have the same amount of money. I'm saying you have to be on the same page in how you spend money, how you save money, and how you look at money. Because one person can't be like um, uh, Jimena and wants to party till nine in the morning and drinking, 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 while the other person is like, no, I want to get up early and go to work and not spend money. Oh, I want to save for a house. Well, no, I want to I want to go to the club or I want to buy this fake Louis Vuitton or whatever. You have to have the conversation. So in that sense, Dasha and Patty, I don't agree with you. Do I think that she should have set, could have said it better? 100%. She didn't have to be so, so direct and rude, but I absolutely think you have to have that conversation. You want no surprises. You want to make sure that you guys are in alignment, especially if you're going to get married. That's my humble opinion. So <clears throat> moving on. So the first outfit was like this tan, beautiful outfit. It was called something. I didn't write it down. Maybe you guys know. You can let me know in the chat or in the replay. Second outfit was a darker one. The mom liked it better. Um, so they were going to go with the second outfit. And the mom is sensing that something is, is wrong with Hamza. And so asks, you know, is something wrong? And, you know, are you convinced of this wedding or are you not? And, you know, she's making, he says, Hamza says that Memphis makes a big deal of petty problems. And I was like, mm, the things that she's worried about, I don't know, necessarily think are petty. She wants to know if you can plan things because in a relationship, you're going to have to be able to plan things. She wants to know like what your financial situation is because she should know if she's marrying you. She wants to know like, are you, do you have like some skills? Because you're going to have to work. He's only 26. He got a lot of work ahead of him in his lifetime. You don't drive. Like, are you going to like all the things? I don't think that those are, are small things. Those are big things. But again, those are conversations you should have had before you decided that you were going to get engaged and get married to someone. You took your money to fly halfway across the world and you don't know the answer to these things. But meanwhile, you're in the shower having sexy time over FaceTime, but you don't want to have the real conversations. Stop it. Just stop it. It doesn't make sense to me. Anyhow, the mom is like, she's on the fence about Memphis. She feels a woman yelling at a man before even getting married is a big deal. And, you know, if she's going to yell at you before you get married, what is she going to do next? So she has her reservations. Mom thinks that they need more time to get to know each other, which I agree with. You all don't know each other at all. At all. So, you know, mom says this marriage is a relationship for life. So, you know why are you rushing? But then I thought, but the mom is also divorced, right? So all of these things that she continues to put on Memphis, I'm, a I'm asking myself, are you coming from a place where you don't want your son to make the same mistakes that you made? Because you should say it that way rather than making it seem like Memphis is a terrible person. Because Memphis is also trying to protect herself because she realizes that she's coming in this relationship with way more than this 26-year-old 
at-home, non-working, non-driving individual. And, y'all, and, and that's just how I feel about it. <clears throat> I, that's how I feel about it. You guys can't, I mean, I I see all the things and you guys send me all the messages and all the things. And I, I see how you guys come for, for Memphis. And I have to tell you that I'm going to stick up for her because she's an educated woman. She's cut like, and I don't know enough about the foster care system, but I do know enough to tell you that for her to come as far as she's come and achieved as much as she's, she's achieved, does she have some brokenness? Absolutely. But is she also successful in her own right and should be celebrated for how hard nursing school is and to get a master's in that? 100%. 100%. So all the people that are like trying to say that, oh, Hamza run, Hamza run. My question to you, what exactly is he bringing to the table that she that he should run away? Okay, that's my question. And if you guys can answer it, then I am more than willing to listen. But at this point right now, I'm a grown ass woman. And I'm looking at this 26 year old saying, even at 26, I had a job, I had a car, I knew how to drive. I had savings. I was in school, had an undergrad or like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like, we let's put things in perspective, okay? You might think that someone is uh, is a catch because they're good looking or whatever the case may be, but let's not get it twisted that there are certain individuals in the 90-day franchise that get villainized for no reason. And y'all want to make her a villain so hard, but you can't because what is what has she done? Maybe she talks a little crass sometimes. And, you know, maybe she's like, oh, I want this and this and this for food-wise. But at the end of the day, she's not doing anything that's disrespectful. She's not doing anything that makes her the bad catch. That's just my opinion. So the mom was like, you know, men and women should trust each other. Um, You know, why are you in a hurry to get married? If you're you're not sure, then you should really think about it. Um, And so... Should you cancel the wedding? Should you postpone the wedding? Those are the questions that the mom is raising. So meanwhile, Memphis is at home or at the house and she calls her foster sister, Ingrid. And, you know, she overshares, which I she does overshare, but she's also a nurse. So she's seen it all, done it all. She's seen all the gross stuff, all the things. And so I think that she, that's why she talks so directly. But anyway, she drank some water there. I guess it didn't agree with her. So she had diarrhea all day, one day. And she talks about um, Hamza and, you know, how he hadn't planned for them to get their marriage license and, you know, him being a little bit immature about him lying about his age, uh, about him not working, about him not having money, all the things she catches her, her, her sister up. But she also doesn't think that Hamza's hiding anything else from her. And so her sister's like, well, are you hiding anything from him? Him, And I guess she is. So she's hiding the fact that a month into them dating, she spent a couple of nights at her ex-husband's house, um, but nothing happened. Now, here's my question to you guys. Should Is that a secret? Should she have told him that, hey... 
I spent the night at my ex-husband's house. He's like my best friend. Uh, we support each other in all ways. And so I, I spent the night there because I was going through a hard time, but nothing happened. But I was also in this long distance relationship with you. Is it A, is that wrong to do? And B, is should it be a secret? And is it a secret? And C, should she tell him? I'm curious. I'm curious. What do you guys think? Because I got to tell you, my take on things, because you guys already know how I feel about internet relationships. I don't think they're real relationships. I feel like if you haven't met the person in real life, it's not real. You can say, have all the sweet nothings and talk all the talk you want, but it is not a real relationship until you have spent time with the person in real life, then it becomes, it can become a relationship. So should she have told him? I don't think she should. I don't even think it's a secret. And actually, I don't even think it's a big deal. Jaleesa says, I don't think it was a big deal at all. And Dasha says, I don't think it was necessary for her to tell him. Um, hey, Moonlight, you're new. Hey, girl, hey. I agree, it's not real. Um, Lori says, tell me how you really feel, Lori. The whole X thing was scripted, no doubt. Who the F cares? Uh, guy perspective, Stevie says she could have left that out. Young dude wouldn't understand anyways, as we saw. <laughs> anyways, I don't think it's a big deal. It's going to be drama because some of it's going to be lost in translation. I just don't understand what the issue is. You had been talking to him for a month. Big whoop-de-doo. Wasn't like that was your man. Wasn't like you had even met him in real life. So she decides that she's going to go and open up and there'll be no secret. So she goes up to the rooftop where Hamza, I think he was exercising. I think that's what I saw was happening. Um, and so she wants to tell him, but before she can tell him, he says, I have something to tell you. And through the translation app, which is another whole thing, like how I, okay, you guys, honestly, first of all, why didn't they bring Adam the translator in this season? It just would have been way easier. And B, how do you marry someone where you can't communicate with them and you can only communicate through a translating app? I just, I, I don't, how, how, how did, what? So on top of both of the, okay. So on top of Hamza needing to get a job, learn to drive, move out of his mama's house, probably learn to cook, probably learn how to, to do his laundry and make his bed. On top of all of that, He's also going to have to learn the language so that he can communicate with her. She, on the other hand, is going to have to learn his language and his traditions and um, probably like, cause she doesn't know how to cook. If you guys remember, probably learn how to cook the things that he likes. How, like let's focus on the things that are important before you get married. Cause those are some big, some big things. Anyways, he says that he feels like they rushed into the marriage decision. She gets all mad. She's like, so what? You don't want us to get married on this trip? Um, Amanda says, Linda, another rule for your list might be that they need to be able to communicate in the same language. I, I mean, I would hope, Amanda, that was a given, but we can absolutely add it to the list. All right. Gino and Jasmine. 
I have to tell you, I, I call this from day one. They are my absolute favorite. They bring the drama. They bring, bring the heat. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for all things Jasmine because she takes it all the way. And I am about that life. I love it. It entertains me. Now, do I act like that? No. But I can appreciate it. All right, so Jasmine is all super sad. She didn't see this coming. And, you know, his attitude makes it harder and worse as well, you guys, because his attitude is so nonchalant and so, like, dry um, that, you know, I don't know if you know anyone that really, like, they get animated um, and ex they're excitable. Anyone that's animated and excitable, when you're, like, super calm and dry, it makes them more mad because they're not getting a reaction from you. And that's what I see happening with these two. But it works for the TV because it's it's hilarious. So she doesn't like his attitude. Uh, she feels like that is worse after she discovered all of his lies. And she's deciding that she's moving rooms because she does not want to see his face ever again. She feels like a clown and a joke to him. Um, he, she feels like he doesn't deserve her. And she just wants to get off the island, leave and go home and erase everything Gino and everything that this whole nightmare of a relationship has been. And I'm being animated because let me tell you, their little segment surprised me. So she's pissed. She's like, you know, how could he do this? How could she be so wrong about someone? You know, there's a reason why he's 52 and he's alone and by himself. She thinks that he's still in love with his ex, which I, she's not wrong, okay? Any grown man that's trying to make their ex jealous after they're no longer together, you still have feelings for her because you're still trying to get a rise out of her, some type of attention from her. If you indeed had moved on, you would not care, okay? Um, she goes on to say that he pretended to be so sweet and hardworking and a good person, and she finally found out who the real Gino is. And she fell in love with a ghost and the ghost is not Gino. And she starts crying. Gino, on the other hand, he's crying too. He wants to be with her for the rest of his life, but he messed this up. He can't defend what he did, but he would not deliberately ever hurt her. Yeah, fool. Yeah, you did. And yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you, you already did. You deliberately hurt her by sending her naked, nude. And that was a point of contention, but any intimate, photos that you send your partner should not then be shared with anybody else, period. There's no excuse. There's no nothing. There's no explanation. That's it. The end. So if you're saying that you weren't deliberately trying to hurt her, well, yeah, you kind of were because you weren't thinking about her. You were only thinking about yourself and you were thinking about how you wanted to make your ex jealous, which is so juvenile. Why would she even care? You're trying to say that she looks better than me. Well, why do you even care if I think that she looks better than me? Because I've moved on, haven't you? And she obviously can't look that much better if you feel the need to send the receipts. You see what I'm saying? Lord. Uh, so he says, you know, he's sad. He's not going to find a love like this again. And if she leaves him, he will be devastated. Meanwhile, she's saying, you know, why did I fall in love with Gino? And she has a friend named Linda, great name. 
Um, and so she's talking about this whole situation and she's trying to stay calm. Um, but you know, she can't, she's having a hard time. So she says, you know, I don't understand why he's still communicating with that worthless piece of cheap prostitute from the internet. And guys, if you've seen some of the text messages that have leaked, that's exactly how she talks. Like, what she just said here, that worthless piece of S, cheap prostitute from the internet, that's exactly what those texts were like. And if you haven't seen the leaked text, you missed out because she went out and she went in. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat, Crystal. The Jasmine and Gino argument had more security interventions than the pot has family fights. Where all those people won from? Love y'all. <laughs> Listen, here... Crystal, I got to tell you, let me just say something real quick. Crystal, the reason that production jumped in so quickly is they saw the death daggers in Jasmine's eyes. With the Pothouse family, listen, in my humble opinion, none of them can really fight. Okay? None of them. I don't think Andre would have done anything. I just, none of them. They're all like bark, 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 bark. But actually to like fight, fight. Yeah, they threw down and almost went into the pool. But no, I mean, how many times did they almost fight Crystal? They almost fought um, when they were back home. They almost fought in the pool. Like, nah, they weren't trying to do nothing about nothing about nothing. But they saw that this lady right here, Jasmine, was not playing. It was, she saw death. Like she would have killed him. She would have killed him. She was so mad. She was like, yes, she was going to murder him, murder him. She, when she flew over on that bed, y'all, and was about to snatch his hat for the second time, you knew she wasn't playing. She was like, <laughs> now I don't condone violence any sense of the word. But if we're going to talk about why production stepped in immediately, it's because we all saw that she wasn't fucking around. <sighs> oh, yeah. And yeah, Gino trying to uh, throw a punch. That was shocking, too. The, the whole thing was a mess. That's why I see why production jumped in there. So, um, Gino agrees that sending the pics were terrible, but he's still in love with Jasmine so much. Um, but she's on the phone with her, her friend, Linda, and she's getting herself more riled up. So she's about to go and get more riled up, right? And I love that she said that. She's like, I'm going to go make a scandal of this. <laughs> and then she's like, F that bastard. I'm full of hate. What kind of girl does he think I am that he's going to get away with this shit? Um, she's like, you know, you did me bad. You'll pay for it. Listen, I believed every single word that she said. You did me bad. You'll pay for it. So she gets there. She freaks out. She grabs his hat. And let's talk about the hat situation. She snatches it from his head and throws it out the door. And meanwhile, Gino almost looks like he was going to throw down right with her. You saw that? Like where he, his arm went out towards her. This is how crazy he is about his hats, y'all. He got up. He didn't chase after his hat. He had 
a hat 2.0 in his bag. And I was like, how many hats does he have in those? Like, is it just a never ending hat bag? A blue one, a red one, a green one, a yellow one, a pink one, a white one. Maybe a fake LV one that he got from Soldier Boy. I don't know, but apparently he has all the hats all the time because he didn't miss a beat, y'all. Then, I mean, I don't know what was, I don't, I mean, what's happening? The patch of hair in the back of your head. I've had this conversation. Some people are like, he has that patch he keeps there so when he wears a hat, people think that he still has hair. Then someone else is like, well, maybe it's like a, a scar over there that, you know, he can't get rid of. And that's why he feels so insecure about his head. Whatever the case may be, that whatever's going on there, it was, it was, it, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, there. It's bald, and then there's like some little bit of hair right here. That it, honestly, you guys, it looks like he, you know, he shrays it, he trims it, and shapes it. I I don't know. I don't I don't even know what to, I don't know what to call it. It's like a landing strip at the back of his head that I don't I just I don't know the purpose, but only he could tell us, right? So he puts on another hat, and um. She's like, why did you send those nudes? He's like, what nudes? Say what now? They weren't nudes, which of course is going to piss her off even more, right? Because that's how she feels about them. He's like, all calm. Your breasts were showing, but they weren't nudes. Let me tell you, that was the moment where I saw the rage in her eyes. That is the moment where she would have murdered him. Okay? Because she's up here on 100 and he's down here on zero and then also downplaying and also saying, oh, yeah, but by the way, like they weren't nudes. And oh, by the way, he says, if you can't talk peacefully, you can F off. Let me tell you a little something, you guys. I do not condone violence. <laughs> Amanda says the back of that head was tragic. I would cover it up, too. Uh, Crystal says, that's where I don't see how you ever take that person back. Let me tell you something. I don't condone violence. I'm not a violent person. I'm all Canadian peace and love. But the way he was talking and the way he was gaslighting her in that moment, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it. Instead of and instead saying, you know, what are you talking about? Say what? What nudes? The weren't nudes. I made a mistake, but I can't take it back. Nowhere in there was an apology. I would have lost it too. I would have lost it too. Because I see that you have no remorse. I see that you don't feel sorry. So if you don't feel sorry, then, and I'm up here and you're making excuses, I, yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to be using their screaming words. So <clears throat> she is pissed. She calls him a stupid old man, that he's trash. She's like, do you think you're sending my photos and my naked body? Do you think I'm a piece of meat? You know, do you still love, love your ex? Are you obsessed with her? Like, what, what's the point? I don't understand why you're sending these to her. Um, and then she's like, you know, you want me to publish your tiny? And he's like, sure, if you want to send it to your friends, you know, to be even, you can. She's like, Psst. No, that's nothing to brag about. You're depressing. You're not a man. And I don't want to see you anymore. You guys, I died of laughter. 
because you know what? He didn't debate that. <laughs> he didn't say you're wrong. She's freaked out. She goes to attack him. The producers get involved and they take her away. It's the next day. And Gino thinks, you know, he's basically lost her. He's crying. She's been crying all night. You know, she's never been this mad. He's never seen her this mad. She has to go back to his room because she left her wallet there or her purse there. And he's like, can we talk for a minute? Can, can you sit for a minute? And he apologizes. He says it was stupid. He's sorry that he caused her pain and he feels devastated. She's like, oh, you know, maybe we should go for a walk and not just sit here. She says, I don't know who you are. He says he wants another chance. He loves her very much. He's thinking long-term. He only cares about her. She's like the perfect person for him. She's perfect. And he, she says, I can't, you know, be playing games, you know, like, I don't want to do that. That's not what I'm looking for. I just, I'm looking for love and want to be loved. I think that's what we all want. Now, when I say, first of all, do you guys notice that when they came from the room down to the beach, all of a sudden she had this flower in her hair and I was like, where did the flower come from? That's like a weird edit. Because all of a sudden, this looks like it's like a romantic walk on the beach. That being said, after all this, after they're going at each other, you know, hands were almost thrown, cuss words were flowing left and right by both parties, y'all made up in 30 seconds, you forgave him and you're kissing his neck and that's it? I was shook. I was, I was like, um... Wait, y'all put me through 30 minutes of arguing, thinking that someone was going to be murdered, and you guys made up just like that? Like, just like that. Boom. We're back together? For real? Because I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need a minute to forgive this whole situation. I'm surprised that you don't. I just... Listen... Wow. Wow. On to Mikey and Jimena. Let me tell you a little something. If anyone wants to talk about someone run, Mikey should run. Um, I am not impressed with this whole situation at all from A to Z. All of it just is all wrong. I do feel protective over him because, you know, he's never had a girlfriend. He probably lost his virginity to her. So he's even more like sprung on her and when she talks about him being clingy yeah because you're his first love and you don't give a shit about him so he's back home he's been back from Colombia that first trip for about two months this poor thing is in his room also living at home focusing on being neater and more organized and he's like making his bed which you know you're a grown-ass man in your 30s it's something you should probably have already known but I get it you've never been with a woman and you've Never been in a relationship, all the things. I get it. Talks about how it's hard to be in a long-distance relationship. And, you know, he just really wants to be with her all the time. And it's hard for him to be alone. 
Uh, he's been talking to a lawyer about the visa process. And, you know, next month he's supposed to be marrying the love of his life, Amena, in Colombia. But he does feel... <laughs> sorting his watches on a paper towel. And Crystal says, I feel bad for Mikey. Amena thought she was getting a sponsor. <sighs> so, um, he feels like they've been drifting apart. And here's the thing that was a little confusing to me, you guys. And I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. So when we first met him, he was doing some type of, I don't know what work. He was doing something electrical, but he was also a volunteer firefighter, right? I am I wrong about that? Because I, I feel like I'm not. So then he says, because they've been, they've been growing apart and they've shifted in the relationship that he can now quote work remotely from anywhere. So he's planned this last minute trip to be in Colombia with her. And I was like, wait, what? Since when? When can you, what? I thought you were a firefighter slash electronic engineer or some crap like that. Like what? Can you firefight Colombia? And then if you could work remotely this whole time and you can work anywhere, why did you leave so quickly after the first time? Would it have not made economical sense for you to stay longer the first time around and just work from there and see if this whole situation was going to work out rather than stay for less than two weeks and go back, wait two months, and then come back for another 10 days? I I'm... Wait, what? Okay. That being said, he planned a last minute trip to Columbia so they can reconnect. And um, before he leaves, he's going to sit down and talk to uh, his grandpa and his dad just about how things have feel a little different with Jimena. And he knows that Jimena is a little bit more distant. And that she wants to get lipo and a boob job and she wants him to pay for it. And they're like, you shouldn't do it. That's not your responsibility. Dad's like, are you still sending money to her? And he's like, yeah, I pay, you know, half the rent, which I know he lied about. I know he's paying all the rent. Okay, he's paying all the rent. And she's mad and distancing herself because she wants more money and he's not giving it to her. So the simple fact that she wants to get lipo and a boob job and he won't pay for it. Now, all of a sudden, there's distance in the relationship. But there was no distance two months ago and all the months before that when he furnished your whole house. He's paying for everything in the house so that all y'all, you and all your extra family members can live up in there. But now that you want more and he's saying no, all of a sudden there's distance and it's not quite the same love as it was before. Oh, because last time, okay, all the stuff in your apartment was brand new because he paid for it. Aren't you a nail tech? And now all of a sudden you want to be a model? Okay, let me let me not get sidetracked. I'm just saying, just like the dad said, you need to A, look for the red flags. Don't make a mistake. And she's if she's using you, because when the money runs out, guess what? The love is gone. When the money runs out, the love is gone. Red flags red flags i feel like the live chat should be like popping with red flags 
red flags. Okay. So Mikey is making excuses. He's like, no, I think that, you know, once I get there, we'll be able to reconnect and everything will be fine. And grandpa and dad were like, listen, you don't want to listen to us. That's up to you. We're older. We're more experienced. We know we've been there. We've done that. We've dated. We've done it. We both have been married and and all the things. But, you know, it's your life. Just don't make a mistake because it will ruin the rest of your life. And I was like, thank you, Krista. I was like, you better listen. First of all, you have no experience in any other relationships, period, Mikey, none. Okay. No experience. And this woman who you hadn't met, you were sending thousands of thousands and thousands of dollars. You were furnishing her entire house and her whole entire lifestyle in the pandemic because she said as a nail tech, she couldn't work. Now things are opening up a little bit. She could actually go to work, but she now wants to be a model. In order to be a model, she wants to get her boobs done. She wants to get lipo. And she feels like that's her your responsibility. How about Amena? You go to work, you save some money, and you do it yourself. Why is it this dude that you barely know, you met one time and spent less than two weeks with, now it's his responsibility? Unless you're fleecing him. Unless you're using him for money. Stop playing with us. It's ridiculous. So look for the red flags. Look for the red flags. So he's back in Colombia. Um, she didn't come to the airport to pick him up. He's feeling something is wrong. He gets there. He's like, Amena, I'm here. She kind of gives him the side hug. There was no, there was no kisses. There was nothing. Her face was angry. She felt, it looked like she felt like she was being inconvenienced. Um, she's totally not into it. She even says to camera, you know, last time it was all lovey, but this is kind of a little, feels a little bit different. He's too clingy. She needs her space. And I was like, you need your space. He's been gone for two months. You've had all the space. And even before that, he only spent 10 days with you. And he, again, furnished your whole lifestyle for the past year or so. So what space do you need? Oh, because guess what? You didn't want him to come until he paid for your boob job. You didn't want him to come until he paid for your lipo. Because you honestly didn't want him to come. You just wanted the money to do what you wanted to do. That's why you're inconvenienced. So then, so then, now, poor Mikey, because, you know, he is sheltered, but I do want to know how he didn't smell that he stepped in poop, because that's a, anyone who stepped in poop, you smell it right away. And then I thought, where did you step in it? And did you step in it? And then the ride share, now the ride share stink, is all stinky. Like, when, when from getting out of the plane to getting into the car to getting to the house, did that all of that happen? So she's upset because it smells like poop. I don't understand why he didn't smell it. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll buy you a new rug. And what does he do? He just pops off his shoes. He doesn't pop up the shoes and, and like put them outside. He doesn't pop up the shoes and go clean them. He just pops them and leaves them on the side. So the smell is still going to be there. The other thing, and uh, Crystal's going to get mad at me for saying this, but I will just say it again. That whole problem would be avoided, guess what, if you took your shoes off before you got into the house. 
Yes, I'm still on it. And yes, I still believe, like, you just don't wear outside shoes in the house. Problem solved. So then she's mad because she told him not to come till she got operated on the tummy tuck, the boob job. So she can work, quote, as a model and have more opportunities. And I was like, since when do you want to be a model? And let's talk about modeling and what kind of modeling you want to be doing because of all the tattoos you have. And the modeling industry is not super big on the tats. So, and then what? You said you were trained to be a nail tech. All of a sudden, now that you have money coming in from your, quote, fiance, now all of a sudden you want to be a model. Now that you're on a reality show, have a few more followers. Now you want to be a model? Like, explain that to me. And not only do you now want to be a model, but you want to be a model and you don't want to pay for the enhancements. You want someone else to pay for the enhancements so that you can have these quote unquote more opportunities. Stop playing. So she's mad because she told Mike, but he didn't want to pay for it. So then she tries to gaslight him and say that she went to a loan shark to get the money. And she was supposed to go in a few days to get the surgery. But because he showed up, she can't do it anymore. And now she feels annoyed. Now, I don't know how it works in Colombia, but I don't think that you can A, just go to a loan shark and then make a doctor's appointment after you've had many, because I'm sure you have to go for a consultation first and then they do all the like sizing or whatever they do. And then they set you up for a date in the future. You don't just walk in and say, hey, I want to get my boobs done today. And then all of a sudden now when you're supposed to get it in a few days, you're just like, hey, now I'm not going. I don't think that's how it works. I think you set this up in like stages and phases and so if you actually really did have an appointment and you actually did really go to a loan shark, then you would actually go ahead and do the surgery. But you're trying to gaslight him and act like you had to go XYZ over here and get this crazy loan in order to go and get your surgery. First of all, no, you didn't. And no, you didn't have to. It's an elective surgery and you're electing not to pay for it. And guess what? Mike's electing not to pay for it also. <laughs> Anyways, she's annoyed. She wants to go to the club. He's been up since 2 a.m. He's like, hey, but I have to work tomorrow, but I'll still like join you for a little bit. So they go, and I guess she stayed, all out, stayed out all night. He came home at midnight, and she didn't come home till 9 a.m. Now, I am not a mother yet, but I'm going to say this and all the moms in the live chat, all the people that are watch, moms that are, are, are watching later, you can tell me in, in the comments, but I, I need the moms to speak up right now because I got to tell you, I'm all about being a young mom and having fun and still going out and all the things, but I don't personally know a mom who stays out all night till 9 a.m. partying when they have two little ones at home. Who, A, who's taking care of the kids? What kind of example are you setting? Because this dude who's only known your kids for a few weeks that he met them a couple of months ago, you're leaving him alone with your kids and you're wondering why your kids have daddy issues. Then you're the same girl 
who had the one night stand and then got pregnant and then decided that the guy in prison, you wanted to have his baby too. And now you're partying all night. It sounds to me like you don't make wise choices. And I'm just trying to find out. I don't know a mom that does that. I don't know a mom that doesn't get a babysitter and be like, hey, I'll be home by two. Or hey, I'll be home by three. You stayed up all night till 9 a.m. and now you're sleeping. Where are your kids and who are taking care of them? I don't, I don't. That's true. Her whole family lives with her. That's true. Um, but I, and, and I get the babysitting part that her whole family lives in that house. I, I totally get that part. I'm just saying like at 9 a.m. you're rolling in at 9 a.m.? Exactly. They all live together while Mike pays for them. Facts. I don't know. I just, I, I found it interesting. Anyways, she's still sleeping. He tries to wake her up. She's, she's like, I'm not getting up because she's tired. She's been up since she's been out all night till 9am in the morning. I noticed that she also didn't have her engagement ring on. So that was a whole thing that caught my attention as well. And, you know, he's upset and he's, I'm not going to talk about his blank blank his black tank top but the black tank top was different he's upset that she left him alone his first night and he's like you know what she's like fine while you're here i won't go out and party till nine in the morning but when you leave that's exactly what i'm gonna do and then he's like that's fine you can do that and, and party with your friends i trust you and she's like, well, if you really trusted me, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm actually sick of having this conversation. So I'm going to go back to bed. <sighs> it's craziness. On to Ella. Am I the only one that feels like I don't know anything about Ella. I, I and I actually forget about her sometimes. But her whole storyline just—I um, hate to say it—just it just irritates me. It irritates me because it reeks with um, uneducated stereotypes. And so every time she comes, I'm like, "Oh yeah, Ella!" Like the what? We're we're on episode ten, y'all. There's like four more episodes before we get to the tell-all. And I don't know anything about this girl. And I actually don't even care about her, her relationship that is like one big fetish on both parts. It's very odd, but let's talk about her. She says, uh, I, okay. She says she's been waiting a year and a half to meet Johnny in person. And because of the pandemic and COVID, he's having some second thoughts and doubts and all the things. So instead, she wants to buy a ticket to Dubai and meet him there so they can finally meet in person after a year and a half. So she goes online, finds a ticket and buys it. My first question was like, well, do you know your dates are still going to line up with his dates because he hasn't committed to going? You're saying he still has his ticket, but do you know the dates? Should you maybe have a conversation with him first and find out if like those are the right dates that you're choosing to go to Dubai? Okay. You spend $1,100. Um, that you don't have, you put it on your credit card, um, and then you decide to be 100%, in my opinion, offensive, because here's the thing, you guys, if she indeed 
would travel more. And I always encourage travel, it will change your life, right? And I know we're in this like post pandemic, whatever. But when we when the life gets back to normal travel, because it will really does open up your brain. Because instead of, you know what, hey, I'm going to research what Dubai is like and, and how people live in Dubai and how progressive Dubai is. Instead, what I'm going to do is going to go get this gaudy green blanket and put it over my head and be super offensive and tell my online boyfriend that I'm meeting him in Dubai. Guess why I have this? Guess why I'm wearing this? It's because I'm going to need it in Dubai. Guess what, bitch? You're not going to need it in Dubai because... They're more westernized than Dubai. And you would know that if you would do a little research. Anyway, she puts the blanket on her head that I just thought was super offensive. And I just, I can't, I can't. Okay. Something that she'll need in Dubai. I just really feel like you should really, really do your research. Okay. And be less stereotypical. So she tells him this, Johnny's like, well, you know, there's a lot more rules and policies in China. Things are getting tighter here and I would have to do a longer quarantine. I'd have to quarantine for five weeks. So it would be hard for me to go to Dubai. So she's like, well, we're both making sacrifices. It's hard for me to go to Dubai too. And he's like, well, two weeks in Dubai is too short of a time. I'd have to come back and quarantine for five weeks, for five weeks. So can we just wait? It's too much of a short uh, sacrifice for such a short meet. <sighs> She's like, I feel like you didn't want to come in the first place. I want to meet you now. And if you're not willing to come to Dubai, I'm going to look at other plans and other options and maybe even an open relationship. Then I was like, Ella... First of all, if you had other options, you would explore them. You wouldn't be on a specific Asian website to date specifically Asians only. You wouldn't have been in this one and a half year long, long distance online relationship. You would have been dating in real life in your little town. So for you to throw out this empty threat about you exploring other options and considering an open relationship, I would just have to say that you are being manipulative. I would have to say that you are gaslighting. And I would have to straight out say that you're lying. Because if you had those options, you would have taken them and you wouldn't be in the situation that you are in right now. And I think it's super selfish of you to expect him to fly out in the middle of the pandemic or wherever we are in this pandemic world for two weeks, which is supposed to be quote quarantining before he comes to America versus, Hey, let's see how this whole plays out. So that if I get stuck in Dubai, I'm not going to be stuck quarantining back in China for five weeks while you're already home living up your life. It's all very selfish. So, <clears throat> She's like, you know, I feel like you didn't want to come in the first place. I want to meet you now. And if you're not willing to come to Dubai, I'm going to look for other options. Um, and he's like, you know, you're not being fair. This whole current situation is not caused by us. It's caused by the pandemic we're living in. Um, and then she's like, I'm almost 30 and I can't keep waiting. Uh, I'll give you a few days to think it over, but I can't keep waiting. 
she gets off the call and then she starts crying saying he's risking losing me i want someone now i've waited 29 years and i started crying all the things and i was like this is so self-entitled privileged nonsense it's all you waited 29 years sounds like a you problem sounds like you need to work some things out sounds like that's not about johnny specifically since again you've only known him online for a year and a half so the other 27.5 years i don't know what you're talking about and i don't understand why that's his problem Okay, then you make it seem like you're so old that you're not going to be able to get married and have kids. You're only 29, so calm down, Ella. Calm all the way down, okay? Then you're acting like he's the end-all, be-all, and that you're, you guys are going to get married and have kids a whole nine yards, and you have not even met him in real life. So all the things, just, yes, Dasha, Ella, grow the hell up. It all doesn't make sense. Jaleesa, since the moment she was born, she's been waiting for a man. Facts. And then, for, like, he's he's risking losing me. Stop, Ella, stop it. Just just stop it. On the one hand, you're, like, trying to pay, play the pity card. But on the other hand, you're, like, acting like you're the big prize. And I just, I find it all just gross. Okay. So... I guess it worked though because Johnny's feeling a little melancholy and he meets his friend of 20 years, Wong, and basically says the whole exact situation that happened. He's worried that he's going to get stuck in Dubai, but Ella doesn't want to wait anymore. And then she's talking about an open relationship. He's worried that he's going to lose her and it's not common in China and he doesn't feel like it's healthy to have an open relationship. And you know, his friend says, if you love her, go. <sighs> Where's the prize? We looking. And Gina says, if she really cared about him, she would respect the situation with his family. Facts. All right. Let's talk about Ben and Mahogany. There's so much. There's so much here, you guys. There's so much here. There's so much here. Okay. First of all, let me tell you, I don't get surprised by 90 Day Fiance very often because a lot, a lot of the time I have the tea and I'm spilling the tea before it happens. And if you know, if you, if you guys are part of my Patreon, you know that to be a fact. Okay. For this to have been such a big reveal, I was shook and I was shook for many reasons. Okay. Now, I may or may not have said a few things about Ben. Okay. I may have said that he should just get on the plane and go back. I may have said that he's coming off like a stalker. I may have said that that poem that he wrote was super crazy and gave me all the creeps. I may have said that sitting around at a restaurant for hour upon hour upon hour was kind of weird. I may have said that, you know, going to her quote hometown on your own and sitting in the restaurant with all your bags with no place to go was super crazy to me, but I did not expect, I did not expect for anybody to show up. I did not expect it at all, at all, at all, at all. That being said, first of all, 
when he said that he was waiting for over an hour, you were waiting for like three, closer to four hours. So I'm not sure who you're trying to play. Because we were all here when you got there and it was still a little bit like daylight and now it's completely nighttime. That was the first thing. The second thing I was confused about is that I get we were in a pandemic, but where were all the other people in the restaurant? There was no one. It was just him and the waitress and just the two of them. And it was awkward. It was awkward to watch. And then he was like, I don't know if any of y'all have been in the service industry. Not that there was anyone there, but let's say there were people there and someone comes in and just sits for hours upon hours upon hours, just taking up your table, drinking water is so irritating. It's that irritated me too. Like, why is he the only one in the restaurant? And so because you're the only one in the restaurant and then you ask her when you close, I was like, well, what's the point of asking? Cause you're sitting there like a stalker anyways. So then he talks about how his whole world would fall apart if she's not real. He's holding on to hope. And he's hoping that their love story that they shared is real. And, you know, God brought her in his life for a reason. All the things. So he's not going anywhere, he said. He has nowhere to go. So here I am. And he sits in awkward silence. Okay. Then all of a sudden we hear these click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. What is that clicking? Oh, we look up. And we don't even look up because he was staring at the door the whole time. But I looked up because I was multitasking because I was like, what is that? What is that clicking? And I can't believe it. There Mahogany was. She says, oh, my God. And they hug. But she gives him like this side hug. He's like holding on to her for dear life. He's telling her, I love you. I love you. She's saying, I can't believe it. Oh, my God. She almost didn't come because she felt nervous because her parents think that he's, you know, there for other intentions. Well, yeah, because you're 22. It says you're 24, but you're really 22. And he's 52. So, yeah, they probably think that he does have bad intentions. So let me tell you, let me stop right there first. Okay. First of all, okay, was I surprised? Absolutely, I was surprised. Second of all, I do not believe this storyline for one minute. I don't believe it. And and I promise you, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I promise you. I'm going to use all of my journalistic resources to get to the bottom of this. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. When they shop this story to us in episode six, and don't think I haven't forgotten that it's only been since episode six. We were been invested with all the other couples since episode one. They threw in Ben in episode six and now in episode 10, all of a sudden Mahogany, who, when they, when you were shopping her around to us, she spoke no English. Okay. She's Peruvian that spoke no English. You never saw her on video before. It was only heavily filtered pictures and DMs. Okay. This, this Mahogany that popped in, that click, 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 clicked her, spoke perfect English, okay? Perfect English. And she was almost trying to act like she didn't speak English. And every time she would speak English, then she would say something really quickly that was like, oh, why are you acting like you don't speak as much English as you do? Oh, because you're trying to be the mahogany that we were shocked in episode six. Because this person here, 
she's like the Peruvian chick that lives down the street for me. Okay. Y'all are playing, but I'm going to go with it for now. So we go with it. Oh my God. She says in English. Oh my God. Oh my God. You wait too much for me. Maybe. Okay. He says, are you shocked? Why? And she's like in English. I'm sorry. I didn't go to the airport. It just didn't feel right. Thank you, Dr. Delisa, for the super sticker. Appreciate the support. Okay, so. Didn't feel right. Again, they're speaking perfect English to each other. I'm understanding them. They're understanding each other. But all of a sudden, she's going to switch it up and act like she doesn't speak English, which was super irritating to me. <sighs> so then he says, you know, is do you want to be called mahogany or how should I say it? And then I think she says mahogany. And I was like, okay, that's new. Can we talk about where that, what is the meaning of your name? Who named you? And how are we getting this pronunciation? I'd like to know. She says that he's different in a good way. Um, she wants him to practice his Spanish more. Um, and she thinks that he's not as muscular as his pictures. He's smaller. And I was like, the audacity for, for you, whoever you are to say that his, he looks smaller and not what his pictures look like, because you're a whole different person. I, I listen, I don't care. I don't care. The, the person that they shopped in the beginning is not the person that showed up. And if it is indeed the person that showed up, you guys missed labeled her as this young girl that did not speak a lick of English. And now all of a sudden this model actress shows up who clearly speaks English very well and is faking that she can't speak English. Crystal says, she just said it in Spanish with lots of emphasis. And Lydia says the H in Spanish doesn't have a sound. Okay. So that all being said, that's that's her take. He says, what about me? She says, in English, I love your smile. What? Like what? He then says that she doctored her pictures a little bit, but her aura and her presence ooze a kindness and love that is all around her. Now, <laughs> Master Blackjack, this chick was straight out of Sherman Oaks. Facts. Okay, okay, you guys, bear with me. This is the this is where I was like, okay. I don't know who this mahogany or mogany is. I don't know who she is, but I'm going to tell you something. Okay. I have been around enough Hispanics. I have, I have been in, around enough Hispanics and live in a predominantly Hispanic area to tell you that there is no native 
Okay, and Lydia, Lydia, since you're in the live chat, you can you can back me up and tell me if I'm wrong, okay? I don't know one Hispanic person that eats their empanadas with a fork and knife. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh my God, Kiko, you read my mind. I'll wait. You tell me that this local Peruvian girl who couldn't speak a lick of English is going to come into a restaurant in Peru and pick up a fork and knife to eat her empanadas. And then when asked because, oh, guess what? Ben has never had an empanada before. What's in it? And her not be able to explain and then say, well, it's not really a Peruvian thing. Lydia says, Nikki Starr said you would figure out this foolery. Oh, listen, I'm on it. Nikki Starr, Crystal, Lydia, I am on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. All I'm saying, there are too many cracks in this story. And I feel like if you were going to hire someone or replace them, you should go back to your original storyboard and make sure that the story matches the person that you represent here. Because I'm sorry, but this one, this mahogany, fork and knife, empanada eating <laughs> mahogany, I just wouldn't think that she was the girl next door. I wouldn't think that she lived down the street. I I personally, I mean, if I want to get into the nitty gritty of it all, wasn't she supposed to be this like poor little Hispanic girl? Meanwhile, she's dressed to the T. She talks full on English. And then she hops into her car that she drove herself, even though her parents are so like protective and scared. Her parents didn't come with her. She just came in on her own. They had all these concerns. That's why she didn't show up at the airport. They didn't know his intentions, but oh, she rolls in three hours late. So it's like nine or 10 o'clock. With no other family member, stop. You know what? I could go on, but I'm not going to. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. You can't. You can't. Again, like I said in episode six, throw a storyline at us, and then in episode ten, totally like switch it up. Like we're not going to have some questions because I have a lot of questions. Crystal said, this mahogany was on the flight with Ben. I'm convinced. <laughs> Jaleesa said, oh, my God, the way none of this crossed my mind while watching, but it all makes sense now. <sighs> Stevie says, this girl's from Florida or Cali or something. Listen, Okay, so... I don't have the receipts yet, so actually I'm not going to say anything. I've heard some things, and like I said, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. That's it. Because what you're not about to do is insult my intelligence and and present episode six chick, and then episode 10 chick is, you know, the mahogany from down the way. No, thank you. Ah, Crystal said they have the same agent and she also said, isn't she on TV there? Yeah. So that's one of the rumors I heard. One of the rumors I heard that she's actually a big, um, actress in Peru. 
Um, I don't have the receipts on that yet, but I, I'm putting it all together, y'all. I'm putting it all together. All right. So the empanadas, fork and knife, in, like just what? Um, then he says 10 minutes into this conversation to the woman that you just met, who you never even saw in video, that you just DM'd, you say to her, 10 minutes in, her sitting down after almost standing you up and you waiting around for three, four hours. The first thing that comes to your mind is you want to ask, why do you love me? I was like, is her body language saying that she loves you? Was it the hug? Was it the fork and knife her eating and her looking at you all crazy? That that's the question you came up with, but okay. She says, oh, you know, because you have an enormous heart in English, a beautiful soul in English, and you love God in English. And then she goes on to say, but I need to get to know you better in English. He says, yes, we have a long road ahead. We have to build our relationship on trust. Meanwhile, she's like, you know, I need time to decide if this is going to be a thing. He's more into me than me. I'm not sure this is even something that I want. She's ready to go because it's late. So he walks her to the car. Now I'm thinking he's thinking he's going with her because he has all his bags. Because remember, he checked out of that first hotel, came here with all his bags, didn't check into any other hotel. So he's probably thinking he's going with her wherever she's going. But no, she jumps into her car that she drove her by herself and gets in the car and he's like hugging her again. I love you so much, she says. She doesn't say anything back to him. She barely even hugs him back. He's like, she's still, I still consider her my future wife, but she's not reciprocating like she was online and he's concerned about that. Well, you should be concerned about it because you know what? This You don't know this girl. The relationship you were in on DM and text message, again, I'll say it, you were in a relationship with yourself. I don't know who this girl who showed up is, but she doesn't know you and that's why she doesn't love you. So all this I love you, I love you business, that's you being in love with the relationship you were having with yourself online. I'm convinced. That's it. <sighs> oh, Lord. Texas Gina said, I saw the video of Ben talking about his story, and it sounds almost like he's admitting it's a fake story. And Vanessa says, she doesn't even try to drop him off anywhere. Well, no, she because she she's like, I don't know you, fool. And all this lovey, lovey stuff, I love you business is, whoa, it's too much for me. Lori says, I keep saying the biggest book of the year would be if a producer or a cabbie or a salmon wrote a book about his experience behind the scenes of 90 Days Facts. Facts, spill that tea. You'll you'd get sued because you'd be breaking your NDA, but you would make a lot of money on the back end. Crystal says it's giving me one of those catfish scenes where the catfish is using their friend's picks and they send the friend in to meet that person. <laughs> Patty says, What a night. <laughs> and on that note, what a night. The episode was full. It was full of a lot of stuff. 
but I got to tell you, most of you like me have been watching 90 Days for a long time. Me since day one. I would just think about some of the couples that, you know, are still together, that have babies now, that, you know, part of the reason why we were like, oh, this is such a great show is because, like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Is it going to... Now it's like, you see the season and you're like, not going to work, not going to work, not going to work, not going to work, not going to work. Maybe work, not going to work, not going to work. Do you know what I mean? When before it was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Just saying... Oh, yeah, thank you. I always forget that. Wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up. Thank you, Lydia, for the reminder. Hit the thumbs up. Like, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Appreciate all that. Um, <clears throat> love spending the time with you guys all. Me too. Hit the thumbs up. I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Or Darcy and Stacy. Good night, y'all. <laughs>